Hi, this is Joe Peters, a Coldwell Banker, and I'm about to interview our county clerk in Hunterdon County, and her name is Mary Melfi. She'll be on in a second. If you're anything like me, you've now gotten a card from the post office, you've probably gotten a card from the county clerk, and you've got a great big vote-by-mail envelope. And what we're going to do is go through the options you have with this to make sure you have a full understanding. So with that, let me introduce Mary. So hello, this is Joe Peters, a Coldwell Banker Residential, and I'm talking to our county clerk, Mary Melfi. Hello, Mary. Hello, Joe. How are you? Great. So I was just reading. I know you've been a clerk for a while, but this is your 13th year, it says? Actually, this is 14. 14. So you got one more year and you got to run for re-election? That's true. And I hope they get as excited about me running next year as they are about this year. <laughs> So what made me think about doing this podcast was we've been getting a bunch of information and we think we understand it, but then when you start talking about it, questions pop up. I mean, the very first thing I got was a postcard from the USPS that says, if you're voting by mail this year, which I think is confusing, I don't think we have a choice in New Jersey. Um. And what I would suggest that your listening viewership do with that postcard is put it in a pile and save it for the annual shred day that we're having on okay. October 24th out at the Route 12 County Complex because it's garbage. Got it. Um, it was a national thing that the post office did. Several states sued the post office because of the confusion it caused. Um, Again, like you stated, New Jersey did go with the primarily all vote by mail. We don't call it an absentee ballot. The, the term absentee was repealed in 2009 when the ballot was replaced with a vote by mail. So there is no such thing as an absentee ballot in the state of New Jersey. It is a vote by mail ballot. So in essence, when you got that card, it went out the same time as my card, which did cause me a lot of stress here in the office. So um, again, your listening viewership should just recycle that card. From recycle the, the post office, office card. Okay, so let's start with your card then. Now, first of all, this, this law for the state applies equally to all counties or is every county a little different? No, it's a statewide law. Statewide law. And up until this point in time, if I was away on vacation or overseas or in the service, I could request a mail-in ballot. We don't call it absentee anymore, but that's not happening this year. We're sending everybody on the voter roll a mail-in ballot? Everybody on the, uh, well, let me let me rephrase that because overseas and, and military are, are handled differently. They're under the, they're under a different, they're under the federal, federal law. So, um, but everybody that's a registered voter in New Jersey. So yes, everybody that is a registered active voter in New Jersey is getting a ballot. Okay. And is the card you sent out one that you designed or is it the same one every county sent out? That was one that I chose to design and it was paid for out of my budget. Okay. So are the rules that we're going to follow going to be a little different than Somerset and Middlesex and surrounding counties? Or are they all going to be the same rules? You just sent out your own card. Basic, uh, they're the same rules. I mean, the drop boxes, of course, won't be in the same locations, right. but you know, all counties are required example to have drop boxes. 
Uh, I'm gonna, I don't have the, the card in front of me, so. Yeah, I, I see it. It's a uh, 0.8 list, or 0.6 list, all the places. And it's also something online I saw, which had a list of them. So. But, but the it, reason, Joe, the reason for the, the postcard was, you know, one of the mistakes, or one of the lessons learned, not mistakes, lessons learned from the primary was, you know, I'm, I think I have a strong presence in social media. I have a strong presence on the website. Right. But the, but the population that I missed was the senior population. And the senior population looks to the Hunterdon County Democrat or, or the, the media, you know, the newspapers. Right. And, you know, and, and they just don't seem to exist in today's world like they did, you know, back when I was growing up. You know, yep. where you ran to Higgins to get the newspaper on a Wednesday night. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, that I hit that population and let them know as much as I could. So that was really the, the, the focus behind the postcard. So what is our, I think we have about 125,000 people. What is our voter role in the county? Uh, voter role is about, uh, well, I just got done mailing ballots. So we, we mailed just over 96,000 ballots. Wow. So probably 75% are eligible to vote. Yep. Okay. So everybody is going to get a great big envelope that looks very official that is going to be your mail-in ballot. And there is no difference between an absentee and a mail-in unless you're in a service or overseas. They're, they're the same ballot. So there's no two sets of rules. Um, your card said that, and I don't think we should read through it serially because I think the questions are logistical. There is no place to go and pull a lever and vote this year. The best you could do is take this packet somewhere and drop it off. That, that is correct. And that, and that is my recommendation. Um, you know, there, there seems to be a lot of, uh, Concerns over voting this year, and and the bottom line is, you know, the the way that you're used to voting has been taken away from you, but not the right to vote. Right. So, you know, voting by mail is a safe way to vote, and what I would recommend is to vote the vote by mail. Um, take your time with it. Uh, there's there's no reason to rush. Um, you have plenty of time to vote that ballot. They're out early. It, it has to be returned by uh, 8 p.m. on November 3rd. The ways that you can return that ballot, there's four ways to return that ballot. The, the, the number one way, if you're a very nervous person, you can hand walk it into the Board of Elections, which is located on the historic courthouse on the third floor in Main Street in Flemington. You walk in. You must have ID, you hand it to somebody, and you sign a book, and it's the ballots from you to the Board of Elections. You may also bring up to three additional ballots with you. That is your maximum carrying. So at any given election, you can carry your own ballot and three additional ballots. Okay. The second way you can return a ballot is one of the safe and secure drop boxes. There's 12 of them located throughout Hunterdon County. They are listed on the webpage um, and they are picked up daily by two sheriff's officers. 
every day, including Saturdays and Sundays, and the ballots are uh, brought directly to the Board of Elections for processing. Got it. So that's a, another sa very safe way to return your ballot. You can return your ballot through the United States Postal System. The ballot ha has uh, first-class postage on it. You can put it in the mail. The post office is saying nationally to allow 15 days to return the ballot. Um, they did tell us to allow seven days mailing day, mailing time out. So at this point in time during this podcast, since I finished mailing all the ballots on, I think the last day was 9-22. I'm not sure when you're going to air this podcast, but everybody in Hunterdon County should have their ballot. Okay. So if Anybody listening to you whenever you, you broadcast this, if they don't have a ballot, they should get in touch with my office right away. Right. The last way that you can return your ballot is taking it, taking your ballot in the transport envelope. And the transport envelope is, is the envelope that is addressed to the Board of Elections. So you put your certificate that has your ballot in it and you bring that into your polling place and you will sign a certificate that that is your ballot and you will leave it at the polling place. It'll come back to the Board of Elections at the close of the polls. So those are the four ways that you have to say to return your ballot. Things that are the same. First of all, there's a ballot without your name on it for confidentiality. I watched in a video this morning that you need to fill out. Correct. And then it goes into a general election instructions to mail in voter envelope. Does it go in that in all four cases or in just some of them? No, all counties have a what we call a certificate. So and that is a that's a privacy envelope. So okay. the, the privacy envelope is is where you put your ballot. Right. And it goes in there, you seal that up, and every county has their own design. Under okay. the county, of course, you have you have that one. And you put your you put your ballot in there, you seal it up, and you put your name and your address. Another question that I spend all day answering is, and you'll like this being in real estate. Yep. All day long, I answer, "What municipality am I in?" Huh. Because in Hunterdon County, we are blessed to have two addresses. Most of us have two addresses, so. If you live in Ringo's, but you are in Raritan Township, if you live in White House Station, but you are in Reddington Township, if you live in Califon, but you are in Tewksbury Township, it does not matter. The board will accept either. So what's important is that you put your name, you know, Mary Melfi, Main Street, Flemington, or Raritan Township, if that was the case, and your signature and have that sealed and then you put that inside the transport envelope which the transport envelope is the envelope that is addressed to the Hunterdon County Board of Elections. So, so that is your transport. You put envelope. the ballot inside of the smaller envelope, sign it, fill out the information, put inside of the bigger envelope, seal it, put a return address on and take it to any one of these four places, well, except I think if you go to the Board of Elections, you probably don't need the mail in envelope. Yeah, you do. You do. Okay. You so, always, that's good. yeah. That, that the, makes it easy. Yep. You're always, yeah. Because if you look at the back of that transport envelope, Joe, right. You'll see there's a label. 
Yes. Which ha that has your information and that's how that, you know, it makes it easy for them to scan it in that your ballot's been returned. That has your voter information on the back of it. Okay. So it is really quite straightforward. Fill out the ballot, put it in a smaller envelope, fill out the information on the flap, put that in a larger envelope, put your return information in and take it to one of the four places, either the Board of Elections, the Dropbox, the USPS, which is the mail, or a polling place. Correct. Now hold up the big envelope again, yep. the, the transport. Now, if you were taking a friend or a family members and you see the address to the side, yep. the bearer portion, that you would fill out if you are carrying somebody else's ballot. Ah. That is the only time that would get filled out, is if you're carrying somebody else's ballot. So that is if I held the envelope with the postage side down, it is this section here. Correct. And you'd only fill that out, which our people are not going to be able to see this, but if they held it with the stamp down, the big outside envelope, you'd only fill that information on the top underneath your return information if you were bringing somebody else's ballot in. And you can only bring three additionals besides yourself. Correct. Okay. So, what happens next, wherever it comes in through the polling place, the post office, the Dropbox, or you drive all the way down to beautiful downtown Flemington and drop it off. Um, I watched your video this morning. I'm gonna leave our listeners a link to that video because it was very informative. First of all, you're a star. And secondly, it showed where they would take the signature, which I would imagine is on the back of the this envelope, and they compared it to, and the envelope I'm holding up is the middle envelope, the one that goes inside with the ballot in it. So the ballot gets filled out, it goes in the general election instructions, the mail-in voter envelope, you fill out the information there and sign it, and then it goes into the transport envelope. And you take all of that together as one package, and at the other end, I would imagine whether you carry it or mail it or, um, bring it through a polling place, they're going to open it and they're going to compare your signature to the signature that's on file. Correct. So they're doing and exactly what they would have done if you went to a polling place. Correct. They have, you sign the poll book, so they have your signature on file. And right. in your, and in your voter history, they keep, they keep various, you know, various, every time you do something, whether you apply for a vote by mail ballot in the past, or you did an address change, or you did a party affiliation change. Anytime that you, you've done changes or corrections with your voter file, they keep signatures, signatures because people's signatures tend to change over time. Right. And, and especially in today's world where, you know, the younger population is, is uh, registering online where they're signing on a pin pad you know, your signature does not look the same on a pin pad as when you sign on a piece of paper. Right. So in that case, you know, those, those people have the right to have their votes count and say, you know, my signature obviously does not look the same signing on a pin pad as on a, on a, on a white piece of paper. So they do have what is called the signature cure act. So as a, as, one of the staff which are trained in looking at signatures 
look through, if they see something that's blatantly not matching, it's quarantined. So it gets pulled and it, and it gets put aside. And then what happens is four board members, um, there's two Republicans and two Democrats who are appointed by the party, uh, various parties, the Democratic and Republican Party, and approved by the governor, are required to meet and look at all the quarantine signatures. And if they agree that there's a discrepancy, or if in fact the signature, if, if somebody forgets to sign, if it's not signed, right. uh, a letter goes to the voter and, the, and it says, you know, there was a problem with your certificate and you have up until November 18th, there's a letter that will be sent to you and you have up until November 18th to cure that ballot. So, and if you cure it by identifying yourself and identifying your signature, then your ballot will count. So, you know, there's plenty of time on the, on the books, so to speak, to get that ballot counted. And uh, so, you know, keep your eye out if you, you know, don't, don't disregard any official looking, uh, you know, election, especially right now, you know, there's a lot of campaign literature coming in and right. you know, some of it can be disguised as looking like official, official election mail. So just, you know, before you decide to recycle it, just take a look at it and make sure it's not official election mail. So then in the video, it also talked about the ballot itself and where you could erroneously, or maybe on purpose, but I don't think most people would do it on purpose, check two boxes off and you're only supposed to check one. Well, and actually some people do. They okay. do. Um, we had a lot, I, I guess they had an issue with it in the primary and this year, you know, for the general, I, I changed, I reversed the, the order of, instead of saying term, vote, I did vote term, hoping that'll clear up the, the issue. Um, and on, on a, when you vote on a machine, the machine will not allow you to overvote. Right. You, know, you can only vote for however many you can, are allowed to vote for. In this case, in the, in the paper ballot, if you were to overvote, it would come out and, it, and whatever you were voting for would be discarded. It won't, it won't invalidate the rest of your ballot. But if you were to vote for both presidents, but the rest of your ballot was voted fine, you know, your presidential vote would not count, but the rest of your ballot would count. Okay, so it won't be quarantined and you won't have a right to cure. It's No, no, if you, if you overvote, you, you kind of like messed up your vote on whatever you wanted to vote for. Okay, so and on each ballot, there's, they're going to change by, we, I think we have 26 municipalities. Depending on who's running, you may not, if you're, I'm in Clinton Township, I wouldn't see who was in Clinton and vice versa. It would just be the people running that I could vote for. Correct. Okay. So you said there were some questions that come up over and over. Did we miss any of them? Well, I mean, the one thing that I, you know, the one thing that I would ask people to do is when they uh, open their ballot, um, there was like over, you know, 96,000 ballots mailed. Please check your municipality, make sure you have the right ballot. We did have, you know, there's, we're not perfect. We're human. Right. Um, they, they were done in-house. I didn't outsource them. And, you know, we're human. And there were some, you know, there was a couple mix-ups. So, you know, I want people to make sure they're voting the right ballot. And if you open your ballot and, you know, I'm from Flemington. If 
Plumington Borough. So if I open my ballot and I don't see a Plumington Borough ballot, I better get on the phone and say, I don't have a Plumington Borough ballot. Right. Your place, Joe, you say you're Clinton Township. Your ballot should say Clinton Township at the top. So I, yes. I just would like voters to just verify that they have the correct ballot. And if they don't, please give our office a call and, and we'll, we'll rectify the issue. Um, the other question that I get a lot is, uh, I promoted on the postcard, track your ballot. Track your ballot is a state program that allows you to see when you return your ballot, when the Board of Election has received it in, it will also show you when the ballot has been counted after the election. Now, since that postcard, the Board has, uh, the Secretary of State has up, up their website. It is now at vote.nj.gov. And that is a wealth of information on that. They've, they've condensed all, all their stuff that the state the Division of Elections website isn't exactly, wasn't exactly a, an easy to use website, but they've made vote.nj.gov a little bit more user friendly. Yep. So oh. you can go on there and you can, you can register to track your ballot and, and your voter profile. And what you want to use in most cases is your voter ID number to sign up. It'll ask you your name, your address, your date of birth, your county, and it'll give you a choice of your driver's license, social security number, or your voter ID number. Your voter ID number is on that label. It is preceded by the, it's got the, the alpha letter and the 10 digits. That is your voter ID number. So you, so you need to number. fill, copy this information off the envelope before you send it or? Yep. Okay. Or you can call me and I mean, I'll give you your voter ID, but that's your voter ID number. And then, then it calls it, they call it a public access number, which I don't know why they call it that because what a public access number is, is actually your username. So you, you develop a username and a password and a secret question and bingo, you're in. So then you can, you can look at your own voter history. It's, it's a very interesting program. It on. is. I think most people should do it just to see that, see what's going on them. You know, the other thing is uh, October 13th is the deadline to register to vote. Right. So uh, they do have online voter registration. That is now live and active, and that is on vote.nj.gov as well. Okay. Uh, if you register to vote online, you will automatically be uh, registered to vote, and it automatically comes over to me, and I automatically mail you a ballot. So there's nothing that there's nothing you have to do to get a ballot. So that's an automatic step. But if you're if you're waiting around to the last day, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're doing it on the 13th, um, I would suggest you become a PIA and keep calling my office and make sure you're registered. You know? okay. um, so you're not you know you're not going with the attorney general's office into the courthouse and saying I did it on October 13th. So. So the very top line of your postcard says, if you have not received the ballot by October 13th, call me. And it's got Mary's name and number. And that'll be on my website as well. So uh, we don't need to give it out just now. But uh, yep. county clerk, go Mary Melfi, M-E-L-F-I, county clerk, hundred and and all that information is going to come up. And if they do sign up electronically, they're not going to vote electronically. It's going to send you information and you're going to send them a paper ballot. Correct. And Correct. I mean, the voter registration goes through an electronic 
system and then the board of elections notifies me and I issue a ballot. That's how the system works. Okay. So by the 13th, everybody needs to be registered. That's another two weeks off. Today is the 30th. And you need to mail this back if you're going to mail it versus carry it in. Let's talk about the timing. If you're going to go to the county clerk's office, you can go anywhere up till five o'clock the day of voting day. No, you can go. If you're going to come to my office, we're going to be open the same days. We're going to have the same polling hours. We're 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. for a walk-in. So but, um, and I haven't, I'm going to be opened. I haven't figured out the hours yet, Joe, but you know, toward the end of the month of October, probably the last two weekends, I'll probably be open Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Um, for people that, uh, you know, for people that need a ballot. Uh, Good. You know, because it's, and, and I'm sure the board will come along with me. So, uh, we just lost power here. I don't know what's going on. In front wow. Of but, I mean, it's back, but, but, um, so there will be, you know, additional hours as I get toward the end of the month. I just, I just want to see what the, what the, the need's going to be for the people. But, you know, we'll be here to help the people and, and make sure everybody votes. So if you're going to mail it back, it should be mailed at least a week before election day and the earlier the better yeah and and the, under the under the executive order um they're not the executive order is is telling me that i'm not supposed to be quote mailing any more ballots after october 23rd okay so that's my cutoff to mail a ballot so and the other you know the other thing that i'd like to touch on is is provisional ballot voting at the polls. I, I really, um, the way this executive order is set up is that every municipality will have just one polling place. Right. Um, there are three municipalities that got changed. Reddington Township got changed. I believe Raritan Township and Clinton Township are the three that changed their polling places. Now you will be getting a card it's not a sample ballot but it's a card telling you where the polling place is and what it's going to do is if you show up at that polling place you know there's people out there that are adamant they're not going to vote this vote by mail ballot they're going to go to their polling place i want to make it clear that there are no machines at the polling place right if you go to the polling place you will be given a paper provisional ballot Okay. It's the same ballot that I have mailed you. Right. And in addition, you will be filling out an affirmation statement, which is basically you'll be affirming that you're voting provisionally because you didn't vote the vote by mail ballot. Right. And on top of that, the provisional ballots will not be counted until after November 11th. So... The vote by mail ballots need to be counted first and the vote by mail ballots are going to be counted because under the executive order, anything that is postmarked November 3rd and received up until November 10th will be counted. Okay. So they won't even look at provisional ballots until November 11th. So my suggestion 
to, to voters out there who are hesitant or who are apprehensive or who hate this. I get it. I don't like it either. Right. Find a way that you are comfortable returning that ballot. If, if you need to walk it into the Board of Elections, if you need to use a drop box, but use that vote by mail. Don't, don't use the provisional. You know, you're just, you're, you're hurting yourself by, by doing that. So, you know, that's, if you want to do that again, you have that right. You always have that right. But, you know, that. How do we protect ourselves if somebody hasn't voted by mail and then comes in and does a provisional as well? Is that a part of the verification step? Yes. That's one of the reasons why it takes so long because okay. I mean, even if, you know, you know, I know when every ballot's been issued, the board knows when every ballot's been returned. I know when it's been returned. And, you know, they're not going to allow any counting of provisionals until every vote by mail ballot that has the opportunity to be counted has been counted. So, so, so it sounds like we could be very well easily 10 days after election day before we have a final tally. Oh, oh, absolutely. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. The state is requiring every single county, all 21 of us, to be certified by no later than November 20th. So every one of us have to be certified by November 20th. Wow. Now, that being said, I don't know, you know, we may know who the president's going to be, but there's a very good shot that we don't know who's on our school board, <laughs> you okay. know, because, you know, the night of the election, um, I'm thinking that our board, you know, I'm going to put up some unofficial results that night as I always do, but it's, you know, you know, we're thinking, we're thinking we're going to get a good, good portion of the vote by mails that come in counted and, and accounted for and, and done. So if you want you know, if you're ready to vote and get it in, do that. So we're going to get those counted. I'll get the results up and then we'll just have that time frame, you know, between November 3rd and the and November 18th, which is the signature cure deadline, to get the smattering of ballots in between. But, you know, if you have a close school board election or a close local election, sure. that, you know, that I may not know, you know, so that's so that. Time-wise, if you're going to mail your vote in, you should mail it at least, it's, it's got to be to your office by the close of business on election day. No, it has to be postmarked. Postmarked by close of business on election day. Okay. And if you're going to walk it in, either to the Board of Election or Mary's office is one option. No, you have to walk office. it in. If you're going to walk it in, Joe, you have to you take it into the Board of Elections. Board of Election. Okay. Not by 8 p.m. By 8 p.m. on election day. Or you could drop it at a drop box or you could go to a polling place. Correct. And that's your options. Mail Correct. it. Dropbox, polling place, or board of elections. And if you're going to go into the board of elections, it'll be verified while you stand there, and all the others it'll be verified after the fact. So, it, it'll be, it'll be, it won't be verified. It'll be, you'll be, you won't have to. It'll be received. You'll, it'll be immediately received. Okay. So what I'll do also is I'll put that little video that you did was so good. Uh, it was very understandable because that sort of took it from the point you dropped it off what happened. This sort of gets it to where you drop it off. And I think we've covered it pretty comprehensively. Anything else that we should add that we didn't cover? No, this has been great. Great. So 
This has been Joe Peters with Coldwell Banker talking with Mary Melfi in her 14th year of uh, being our county clerk. I met her five years ago when I was doing Leadership Hunterdon. And since then, I did Leadership Somerset as well, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, it was interesting. The counties are quite different um, and quite similar. <laughs> And uh, you've always been so easy to talk to and, and informational. So I appreciate you being able to take this call. I'm going to try and get it out Saturday morning because I find people over the weekends have more time to watch things than during the week. And I will, on my podcast posting, which goes on my blog, I'll put Mary's um, office address and contact number and email information, same as you'd find on her website. And you will be able to... Uh, Hopefully, get many of your questions answered just by listening to these 30 minutes we just spent. Yeah, and you can add the 100 and Vote 2020 website, and that answers a lot of questions I will. as well. I will. That's a good point. Sounds great. Mary, thank you very much. I appreciate you being so patient. I know how busy you are, and <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in your shoes this year. It's been quite a year, my friend, quite a year. Thanks again. This is Joe Peters, Coldwell Banker, and uh, hopefully this is helpful to everybody who reads it. Bye-bye, Mary. Bye-bye, Joe. So once again, this is Joe Peters, and hopefully that cleared up as much for you as it did for me. It was very informative. I'll put all the links that we discussed into the blog post for this podcast, and I'm also going to put a link in to so you can see a short video that Mary caught where it shows you what happens when your ballot is returned to the Board of Elections. Hopefully you enjoyed it all, and a short trailer will follow describing my services at Coldwell Banker. Thank you for tuning in. One of the biggest decisions in your lifetime is buying or selling a house. Choosing a realtor with strong client communication, technology, and marketing skills will dramatically improve your chance of success. That's why Hunterdon and Somerset's residents rely on Joe Peters. Joe believes his clients deserve a smooth and seamless experience, not a roller coaster ride. As a Coldwell Banker sales associate with 20 years of experience, he's helped hundreds of people to achieve their goals and dreams, no matter where they were in the buying or selling process. Here's what his satisfied customers have to say. Joe guided us through the process of selling our home and made a complicated transaction appear seamless. Joe is diligent and responsive without being pushy and truly keeps his client's best interest in mind. He would return calls within minutes if he didn't pick up. Joe accomplishes this by approaching every transaction from a business perspective. Initially, he tries to fully understand your goals and dreams and make them his own. Then he takes the mass amount of data that's available and distills it down to a few understandable action points. And finally, he controls the entire process through technology and marketing. The end result to you is a smooth, rewarding customer experience. Let Joe show you how to take his professional expertise and put it to work for you. To contact Joe, go to jpeters.com. You can call 908-238-0118 or text to 908-304-4660.